Evening, everyone. Welcome to the program. It is Talkback. Uh, my name is Thane Kuby. Here till around about 9.30. If I can kill it off any earlier, I will, uh, because I've had such a long day. Anyways, <laughs> it's been quite exhausting. Uh, some big things happened today, and we'd like your views on them. If you'd like to comment, just uh, throw a comment in the, the section, and then uh, we'll get to them right away. Any questions, make sure you do. If you'd like to donate, and we've had considerable donations over the month, you can go to talkback.nz and uh, buy us a coffee or just um, add to uh, the donation so that we can keep this going and so that uh, uh, we can keep trucking along. Anyway, so let's uh, meet our special guest. He's our Wednesday feature. He's been here for yonks. Oh, Bradbury joins us. Bomber, welcome to the program. How are you? I feel I feel like we need a new intro. Yeah, we do. You need your, your own one. You need like a personalised one. So yeah, I think so. I like I'll have a permanent the- Wednesday feature. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Oliver Finley Smith, straight in there with Comrade Long. Comrade. Um, so we're going to talk politics tonight. Again, if you'd like to donate, uh, um, but uh, politics, uh, it doesn't get any bigger than the story of Ashley Bloomfield, um, Longfield, uh, resigning today. What's the skinny? Uh, I think that there were a uh, large amount of issues going on behind the scenes. I think a new Māori health authority, a new public health system is being rejigged quietly in the background. I think Ashley Blomfield realised that his empire, as he has had it, uh, was about to be severely constricted with the new management team that's being brought in. I think that he has done all he could in the position. So from his own point of view professionally, I think he's probably done all he can. Um, I think that the role that he's been doing is just an exhausting one. I mean, there were only so many 12-hour days a person can day, do in a row before they just collapse. Um, I think he, he, he has been a remarkable public servant. I think that his, um, you know... His courage and his leadership alongside Jacinda have helped us avoid 3,000 preventable deaths over two years, which is quite an achievement. I think the public health um, vaccination program has been an achievement. And I think the weirdest thing, the bloody weirdest thing about Ashley Blomfield is the polarisation that he generates. Some people seem to worship him like a saint, and I think that's going a bit too far, but he has done a remarkable job. But also some people absolutely hate him with a toxic passion. And and, 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 it, and, it, and it bewilders me that a public servant who did all they could to save New Zealand lives could be in, ended up just receiving so much radioactive bile like he has. It's remarkable to watch. Listening to him on like Hosking and Hosking tearing him apart um, and him handling it pretty professional. Not at the start, he was kind of like thrown by it. But once you go through the Mike Hosking School of Broadcasting, understand how you have to answer a question. It's like... Um, it's like crossing a busy highway, you know. You go, whoa, 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 left, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I've done it. I've survived another week. He's 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 got my respect. Um, and yeah, long hours, five hundred thousand um, dollars. 
you know, kind of balances it all out for me. So I think he's done his run. Two years in the top job. Somebody else will take over. But he can make a whole lot more, three million plus. Oh, oh, look, I mean, his, his, his memoirs alone are probably yeah. going to generate him a seven-figure uh, payday. Hmm. Um, he, he, you know, he, he, was, he was leading a public health response at the height of a pandemic, and we've ended up with results that are the envy of the world. So certainly I think people are going to want to hear him and talk to him and, 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 and have his experience and his views about the last couple of years because I think history-wise, the history books will be far more um, far more optimistic and far more glowing of him than, than, than he's currently getting. Does he know something we don't know? Um. You know, because I mean, there's two other people that kind of like um, went like, shit, I'm out here as well. Oh, look, I think that there have been some hard decisions made by the bureaucrats trying to use real-time information for best outcomes, and I think some things might have fallen over. You'll have seen, I think, recently on the Daily Blog, we've got a piece looking at his role in um, private contractors coming in to look at some of the DHBs, and those have been howlers. So I think there are some bureaucratic, you know, trips here and there um, uh, about things that probably fell off the radar because all of the focus was on COVID. But in terms of knowing something more or, I mean, you know, the QAnon lunatics are out there sort of predicting that he'll be hung by the solstice <laughs> and, 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 you know, all this other nonsense. Um, no, I don't think it's a case of he knows something and something's going on. Um, I just think people are exhausted. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, your reaction to not going to the orange light, uh, is that a yes or a no in your camp? I mean, I know a lot of people in hospitality are just, they just cannot believe it for Auckland, and they are devastated. Well, let's let's talk about what hospitality are really looking for here, because I think it's important. We've got lots of comrades, lots of whānau, lots of brothers and sisters in the hospital industry. So let's be honest about what they're really looking for from an orange rather than a red, because it's not capacity issues. Let's be absolutely honest. It's not that you've got a thousand people straining to get into every bar and pub in Auckland or Wellington, right? Those places are ghost towns moment there are only a couple of places chapel obviously on a sunday night fantastic raise the roof raise the roof but in a lot of other places it's not nearly as good as chapel and i think that what the hospo industry is really looking for in an orange setting is the psychological tick off from the government to tell punters it's safe to go back socializing again that's what they're looking for. They're not looking for it because they've got thousands of people trying to get into their bars each night. A yes it's because nobody's going out. A little bit of yes, a little bit of no. What we don't want is the no dancing policy. And the other thing is what we can't stand is the spacing. So you're losing so much, so many people to spacing. You can't come in the bar because you've got to have a table. And then you can't – if you don't have a table, you don't have a booking for a table. Oh, oh look, all of, all of those all and of then those table services, services crazy. So, I mean, if they could just let bars and, and restaurants get big – look, you're right – Chapel has got any bar is open. It's got all the um, it's open. You know, people can come on in, but people still aren't coming on in because they're scared shitless because they're gonna. 
And that's and that's and that's not going to change. That, that you know, we're seeing that psychological impact remaining around the world. There are a group of people within society who say, "Damn it, I'm fine. I want to live my life. I'm going to go out and party." And, but there's also a large chunk of people who are saying, I don't have the money for this because of the cost of the living crisis to begin with. And I'm just going to hunker down because I'm scared of the outside world. And, 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 and we all know that you do something for three months long enough, it starts becoming behavioural and people are hunkering down. So I think that what we've got to do for HOSPO, you, you, you're right. We've got to have uh, dancing. That's got to occur. And, and, and these restrictions have to be removed for hospital to hope to get back up on its feet. But I think psychologically, this is going to run for at least the rest of the year. Kiwi Bear, as you know, hates your guts. And another message here, um, rather be in jail than agree with this twisted traffic light scam control system. Sorry, Bomber, you're blind or on the payroll or both. Or both. I like that he's open to blind and being on the payroll. I like that. Yeah, 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 totally. But in saying that and what <laughs> hospitality need to achieve to survive, well, she's fucked Auckland anyway. Auckland hospitality's fucked, one, and it's been majorly fucked, two, because she hasn't gone to the orange light, and she could have. I mean, there's an opportunity. Auckland's numbers have gone down, uh, and she's uh, coding the rest of the country with the increased numbers. But Auckland, we are, we're on the other side. The peak is finished for us. But I, 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 I don't think, even if she had gone to Orange this week, that you would be seeing a fundamental change in the psychology of yeah, people. We would have had the option, right? I mean, I just, I, 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 I just, I, people, people are going to be scared to go out for a long time. Having, I having think, a, I think that thousand, having a thousand angry bar and restaurant owners dogging the Prime Minister every day, uh, you know, and throwing hate. Oh, well, there is, there is, there is, there is a political cost to this, no question. But also a lot of those HOSPO uh, uh, environments and hotspots, they're going to have real problems because the tourism numbers simply aren't going to be there to keep them afloat either. So this is, this is, uh, there is either going to have to be some massive type of bailout for the HOSPO industry as a whole, or a whole bunch of them are going to go to the wall. Absolutely. Um, Oliver, uh, sorry, Oliver Finley Smith says now is the time to adapt. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you got to adapt. How do you think? Um, so, <sighs> I was watching some social media, and this whole old Clark thing is coming back in the form of merchandise and piss take web uh, pages. Um, and the, the Prime Minister, I can't believe how the Prime Minister actually has to go on TV or let something slip and it be actually put in the media saying, we're still on, the wedding still go, Clark's right next to me. I, it is, the Clark thing is out of hand, don't you think? Um, I think that the, um, the malice and the ill-informed ignorance that would generate such a tsunami of, of yeah. spiteful gossip like this. It also it it, it, it it really speaks to the polarized times we live in. If mm. you think that the opposition to you are Satanists, 
who sexually molest children and do terrible things and are a part of a cabal and and are trying to bring in a shadowy one-world government using a bioengineered lab weapon that's transmitted by 5G technology. I mean, if you believe this kind of garbage, you'll believe anything about your 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 opposition. And, and it really speaks to the polarisation of the political debate when people can say such terrible things about someone without knowing that it's actually true, but that just because they want it to be true because they don't like that person. Um, I think that's what we're seeing there. For the record, there is no investigation into Clark. He's a good mate of mine. Uh, <laughs> Rumours that are out there are just garbage, uh, absolute garbage, and they're not true. They're just not what true. What about the last protest of Parliament? Didn't they say it was all the protesters were going to go back and go to the War Memorial or something and that really didn't materialise? Um, well, that, I mean, uh, yeah, 30 people turned up. 30 people turned up. Yeah, okay. So no one gives two shits, you know. People are just trying to get by and they want politics to stop hurting them yeah. and they want politics to stop screwing them over and they want to get politics to start helping them again. Have you watched the Hui and Mihi Narangi Forbes um, interview with Luxon this week? Did you see that? She's uh, it's very, very, it's very, very, it's, it's uh, one, the Hui is just remarkable. Yeah. Uh, two, Mihi, I think, is one of our best broadcasters in the game. Yes. Uh, and I think that the, the Hui is, is able to bring up current affairs like and do it with a grace and a dignity that is, is lacking in a lot of other uh, quarters of New Zealand media spectrum. First and you're right. Luxon. I thought he was very. He was just not impressive. He was off. He looked lazy. He he he, he was across it, but he really was phoning it in. Don't you think? Um, I think that he's very scared about race relation issues. He comes from the you know the very straight corporate world of New Zealand, where you learn te reo, you do your pepiha, you sing a Maori song, and you never mention race relations ever again. That's it, right? That's the that's the cookie cutter, and he does it really, really well. And yes. so when you try and push him on the rhetoric, and you actually try and push him on the facts. It all falls over because, you know, he's just all he's got is his PPR and his memorized song. It doesn't go much further than that, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and, 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 and I think it was excellent of Mahi to be able to um, do an interview like that and just, and, and just show people, okay, here are the hard questions. Is he able to answer them? I think it was pretty apparent that he wasn't. Hey. Yeah. And also, Mihi wasn't working hard to show this guy up. Mihi was just right. was rolling. It was a very, and that was, and I think that was what was so damning about it. She yeah. gave him a really flat bat. She didn't try any gotchas. There wasn't stuff that was so deep in the roots that, oh, how would he know that? This was pretty broad stroke ideas, and he didn't have anything beyond the, 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 the spin lines. And I'm not sure anyone behind Luxon would have done a better job either. Um, it just highlights. No, how... no, no, no. Because because National doesn't philosophically know what it stands for, other than we don't want Labour in power. I mean, what, what what are their values? What are their political values? What is their vision for new? Well, they don't have anyone. All it is is winning power, holding on to power, and never letting Labour have it. That's their policy platform. Yeah, and very me too. They've got a lot of me too stuff. 
and uh, just with a shade of oh, yeah. blood chat. It's um, it's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I haven't been really like this week. I've been really busy actually working on the land and stuff, farming and stuff. Shit. Um, what's happening with Ukraine? It seems like it's hotting up over there. And like, I mean, wasn't there a Ukraine president there at the Grammy Awards um, saying, "Hey, we need more stuff. Help us, please." Yeah, well, I, I think that as um, Russian troops retire and withdraw from certain um, Ukrainian cities and towns, what we're seeing now are some pretty appalling acts of brutality by the Russian army. It looks like they have committed mass murders. Uh, there have been a lot of civilians who have been found dead, hands tied behind backs, shot in the head, that sort of... I mean, it, p- killing people who clearly were unarmed and couldn't fight back at the time that you shot them, right? I mean, oh. things like that, the clear details. And we're finding a lot of these corpses now, and I think that the, the worldwide revulsion towards the Russian invasion of the Ukraine is about to reach a whole new another level. And, and, and I think the West are about to be truly horrified by what Vladimir Putin's prepared to do to try and get his way in the Ukraine. Right. Do you think, what's, what's the international ruling on that? Is like a kid the same as an army person or someone's nana? Uh, do, uh, when, you're out, when you're out fighting and I'm the Russian oh, army. Yeah. No, 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 no. If you, if you, if, if you shoot if you shoot civilians or, or, or citizens or unarmed even even soldiers who are unarmed right if you actually shoot them that's all considered war crime stuff there are very clear set rules of engagement for soldiers particularly of nation states right um, and there are and you have to prove that you were in a conflict situation where it was life or death. Um, uh, to justify the death of or, 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 or killing uh, of an enemy combatant or a, a soldier in another um, uh, country, so so there are really strict laws on this. You you cannot in any way, shape, or form target civilians, and you cannot in any way, shape, or form just summarily execute them because you've been holding this, you know, their town or something. So all of this is war crime stuff. All of it. One of the worst that I've heard this week is that some of the Russian um, uh, soldiers um, have raped innocent uh, victims, but one in particular put it on his OnlyFans, and it's just like this is going beyond. That I mean, that's it's war crime and a half. Yeah, come oh, on, you know. And this is and this is why when you are against violence and you are against war as a pacifist, it's because war unleashes the most ugly beasts within human beings, and it produces and justifies a level of violence that is an obscenity. Um, and 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 yeah, this is going to get a lot grimmer. This isn't going to get easier, and this is this is going in for a long grind now. I think this is this is still another six to eight weeks worth of war. I, I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. Last week we were, you know, counting down the seconds of the death clock, and you know, looking forward. To, you know, I mean, it was going to be a, a nuclear winter wonderland. Uh, have we yeah, moved yeah. closer to the nukes or away uh, from the nukes this week? Well, I mean, the, this is this is the, it's it's still so finely balanced mm. because he hasn't been able to do what he wants with a conventional uh, military response because he's gotten stuck down and a bit quagmired. 
He's still got to hold the nuclear threat or chemical weapon threat or biological weapon threat. He's, he's still going to hold on to um, uh, those as, as, as a means to try and threaten an end to this. Um, what I think we'll see is he will be taking a lot more of the east. He's very cons- he's very keen on this um, uh, land corridor through Crimea, and I think probably actually one of the end games here is to try and seal off the entire coast uh, and gain Odessa. So he's moving away from Kiev in the in the north. He's moving all of his troops into the south and to the east, and then I think he'll try and negotiate once he's got all of those that's coastline. Then he'll say, okay, now I'll negotiate, and if you want to push it any further, I'll, I could do something even worse. And then the Ukrainians are going to be asked to accept this massive mutilation of their own country um, just to get peace on the table. And, of course, the Ukrainians are going to be very upset about that, and as is the West. You know, the West is going to be very angry about it, but the question is how much more do we think we can force Putin to concede if he's if he's got the forces on the ground. Any word from Simon, what Simon's getting into now that he's left politics? I asked that last week. Uh, my guess is, 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 is yeah, I think I think I think it'll be some um, some media stuff. I think that there'll be interest in him to be doing some media. Um, I also think that he'll be um, probably uh, I mean you know, he'll he'll probably pick up a couple of boards you know, various corporations, that would be my guess. Okay. Jacinda, not a bad week. Um, the PR spins working for her, um, throwing throwing a couple of um, slices of cheese to the beneficiaries. Um, well, on the 1st of April, you know, benefits increased, uh, uh, the pension increased, student allowances increased, um, uh, public half fares, you know, a lot of people talk about how good that feels in their pocket. Um, the problem with those that 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 those increases that were gained for everyone on the first of April um, is that the cost of living crisis is just going up and up and up. Food prices are going up and up and up. And as this war drags on and longer in the Ukraine, um, it's going to have real impact on the wheat prices. Um, and we can expect to be seeing, you know, in as, as little as a month, uh, you know, six, seven, eight dollar loaves of bread. Diesel wasn't bad today. Went to Gull, two dollars thirty yep. a litre. Not bad. Usually yep. up there at like two eighty nine. Sometimes two fifty three, two thirty. I think the, the the fear for us is going to be, um, you know, this this claim by Putin that all debt for the gas lines is going to have to be paid in rubles, or they won't be, or they'll, or they'll have the contract shut off. Uh, that's going to have an enormous impact on European energy consumption, and they're going to have to replace that somewhere. And uh, I think that we'll see that hitting hitting the pump in terms of price increases. Oh, fuck. Great. <laughs> so you come to the show to hear it here first and then go, oh, fuck, yeah, that happened last week. Yeah, you said that yeah. Um, I'm just saying, I think Jacinda's had a bloody good week. I think um, uh, she's got through this pretty unscathed. Oh, look, no, she got battered on social after the red light debacle. But not oh, yeah. too bad. Why would um, Dr. What's-His-Face um, announce on a Wednesday and not on a Friday that he's leaving? Do you think there's something bigger to come later on this week? I don't know. It's a um, midweek thing. It's a midweek. I'm out of here. I don't know. 
Um. Oh, look. I mean, no, really I, I mean, is there the is there the possibility that there's going to be some great bombshell on Friday? Sure, you know, the same possibility we could be hit by a comet. Um, but I think it's it's just a, a, a bureaucratic thing. It's a midweek thing. It's a change of you know. I I, I don't see that the, the announcement date is anything particular. Okay, I noticed that Trump's um, gone back to his rallies. They're still getting record numbers, and he's still you know he sneezes and he's still getting on Fox News and, and networks across. Oh the yeah, world. oh yeah, oh, yeah. Come back real, right? Um, I. Th- I, I think that what we'll see in the midterm elections, which will happen in November of this year, um, is there'll be an enormous swing against the Democrats. I think the Democrats have had real trouble getting their agenda through um, both both um, houses of, of power in America, despite them having a majority in both houses. Uh, I think two Democrats, um, uh, Meachin and the, 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 the his, his, his crazy mate, female mate, um, they've been blocking a lot of reform uh, in, in, in America. So Americans haven't really got the full things that they were hoping or were being promised by, a little bit like New Zealand, a little bit like Jacinda, and people have felt disappointed in the outcome. And so they're drifting away, and I think that Biden's had a terrible time with um, with the Afghanistan blowout. Uh, and, and if the de- do poorly, and it looks like they will. Uh, yeah, Trump's definitely going to announce his his run. Okay, great. Um, Chloe Swarbrick, uh, haven't heard from her in Yonks. Then suddenly she wants to take advertising um, from alcohol company supports off the table, which is like, oh god. Then these guys are going to ask us for money, and it's just a ruthless circle that goes round and round and round and round. Do you think people like her should just pick on things that people really want? and not just make up and tell us things that we actually need? Um, I think this is one of the problems with the left. We're not focused on issues that are back pocket issues, right? We're not focused on how are we helping people pay the bills. We're not focused on how are people paying the rent. We're not focused on how are people actually surviving day to day. And because we're not focused on those bread and butter issues and we want to go chase virtue signals, what it ends up is that we come across as uh, as elitist. We come across as a bit sort of up our own ass. We come across as you know, f- you know, having all of these ideological battles on the sidelines when the basics of bread and butter issues like your job, your house, you know, your ability to get to your job and <laughs> to your house, those sorts of issues just aren't getting championed enough. And so we mm. keep getting locked down in these virtue signals on the left, and people just look at it and go, "You're talking about shit that." that isn't impacting yeah. my life. I want stuff to be impacting my life, thanks. Yeah. I mean, AT, now oh, this is totally changing this. Just quickly on that, um, I had a poor lady from uh, the Cancer Foundation knock on the door, and we had to go through this 30-minute, 28-minute chorus line of why she needed the money. And, and like I'm saying, I get it. You know, I totally get it, and the government doesn't give you any money. Now you've got to come to us. I've got to give you money, and oh, for God's sake. So the guilt trip, and I bought a $25 thing online, but I didn't want to go to the subscription thing because, you know, I've got so many things on subscription. That it's, oh, my God. So it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Anyways, um, AT, taking away all the car parks, because back on the agenda is taking car parks out of Ponsby Road, car parks, because the cyclists are back. Now they're talking about putting the cyclist lane back on the harbour, a bridge what the fuck is going on what 
you know, I, I, I think that people are so bombarded with change and so bombarded with reform that they just want to be, they're a bit shell-shocked. And I just think announcing that you're going to take all of the car parks off the streets, I just, I just, it's like, not now. Pick, pick, a, a, pick, a, pick a better time to start a fight, not when people feel like they've already been knocked down. Yes. Yeah, and this is like we survived the first tsunami, the tidal wave, then the second one. We managed to do that, and then AT are bringing the third one in. It's just like, give us a break. Not now. Right. Right. Anyways, hey, it's 9.29. I can't be asked anymore, but it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for your insight. And then can you um, give us, send us a, a link to – whereabouts are we going to see you here your Monday night podcast? The working group. Uh, uh, the daily blog dot on NZ. The daily blog dot NZ. Okay. Thank you very much. All my bread for everybody. It's it's good good good. All the best, matey. See you soon. Thank you, buddy. All right. Yeah, mate. And then it's a, uh, another show for another week. I think we just get in there, we get in, we get out. I'm going to attempt Brigadon tonight, which I'm not overly. Um, oh, by the way, these, these spectacles are a real thing. I've um, slowly found that my. Up close vision is fucking out. So I and there are also that blue thing, the blue light ones as well. So I'm kind of like, oh yeah, that works a whole lot better. Um, so yeah, so um, thank you very much, Oliver Finley Smith. Thank you very much, Benny Mac, and uh, all those other people commenting. I do look a little bit smart. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah. Um, what else was I going to say to everyone? Oh, go to talkback.nz. We really rely on donations. Nahimihi, Kiona, Oliver. Um, and uh, so if you can spare a few shekels, like the Cancer Foundation, throw us a little something, and this will keep on going. Thank you very much, everybody. And thank you very much, Kiwi Bear. You've been, your trolling tonight has been spectacular. Um, from all of us here at Talkback, have a fantastic evening and to you, a very good evening. Mm-hmm.